Thanks for tuning in to JoeBertigan.com, and with me is five-time WIR champion, uh, former ARTCO and ASA Rookie of the Year, and even a NASCAR truck racer for a while, Scott Hansen, a Green Bay native. Uh, he's here at WIR in June of 2020, uh, where he was inducted into the Ring of Honor, along with J.J. Smith. Tell us how that felt. Uh, pretty neat to be recognized, Scott? It was. You know, it's been a long time since I've been back up here, and to see the to see the place looks pretty much the same. To, Talk to JJ and a dozen other fans along the way so far. It's going to be a great night. It's, it's a it's a good honor. Talk about your racing career. You had a lot of success, and you were one of the guys who was fortunate enough to say that you raced for a living. How many years did that take place, roughly? Uh, it wasn't all that long, 25 years, 30 maybe, but uh, wouldn't trade a minute of it for anything. You know, it was a, it was a good time, and uh, to be able to, Go to work knowing that you love what you do. It, it went by so fast, it was unbelievable. How did racing for a living start? Uh, after you won the titles here, was it Baker Motorsports, the first kind of a full-time ride? And full, when I say full-time, that's when Artco was pretty strong, ASA, and they began to be televised down the road. So it was kind of a mix of you know, hitting the specials across the Midwest, including Artco, the Slinger Nationals, and ASA. A guy could make a living racing a short track car, not NASCAR, right? We could, and you know, it started with a bunch of misfits from Green Bay, including your father, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Steve Marler was the guy who got us going, and after Steve, I kind of went on my own and chased the uh, Artco series and, and down here and uh, at WIR, and then yeah, in 1989, I, I moved down to Milwaukee for the Baker Motorsports boys, and you know, Howie Leto, just can't say enough about him, you know, and that's where my career just really took off was getting involved with those guys. You're a five-time winner at the Milwaukee Mile. How does that rate uh, among your accomplishments uh, in your racing career? Uh, right at the top. That was my first big ASA win was right there at Milwaukee. Uh, just after I lost what should have been my first win at, at IRP and Teddy Musgrave uh, just plain outsmarted me. You know, he had been around the block a little bit and uh, just just uh, taught me a lesson and probably built a fire in my uh, in my pants and we went up to Milwaukee and uh, and we took it to everybody. Back here to WIR, you won five straight titles in the 80s. You had great rivalries, J.J. Smith, Terry Baldry, top shelf guys, but there was a guy from Upper Michigan who came down here and was breathing down your neck who you had a great rivalry with, the great late Bob Iverson. You, you, you guys got along pretty well, didn't you? We got along fantastic, you know, I mean, we were absolute enemies on the track. I mean, because we both wanted to, to win. We both wanted, Bobby wanted this championship so bad. You know, he came down here every week, every year, and we were just fortunate enough to win it every time. But afterwards, you couldn't find a nicer guy, nicer family to sit down and have a ice cold Budweiser with after the races. Let's go back to the very beginning, the dirt tracks, when it all started. Of course, you grew up with the racing. Your dad, Roly Hansen, was a renowned flag man in the 60s who didn't flag from the flag stand like a lot of them do. He flagged on the track and, and had he had the, uh, he told me himself that you know, the cars would brush his pants like on more than one occasion, wouldn't they? They did, and uh, my sister and I were up in Luxembourg watching him flag one time, and uh, we thought we were going to have to figure out a way home. Uh, we went up there and cars come off a of turn four and one one started flipping and my dad dove under the water truck and the 
when the car come down and took the water pipe off the side of the truck. So it was an intense moment for a little bit, but uh, yeah, he pretty much got the got the blood flowing in me to get going. So when you first started races around 74, 75, didn't your brother David Hansen, had, didn't he buy a car initially? And isn't that how it all got started? And then Uncle Kurt got involved, Kurt Hansen. Talk about how that all got, uh, got underway. Well, I never like to tell this story in public, but seeing as how it's for you. Yeah. <laughs> my brother, uh, he did buy a car. We went to De Pere Speedway. Was that an AMX? I can't remember that one. It was. It was an American Motors AMX. And he went out and he turned the slowest time in history that the track had ever seen. <laughs> and when he came in, he said, uh, there's no brakes in the car. And uh, <laughs> your dad included, uh, we both looked at him and we said, uh, maybe you need to go up in the grandstands for a minute and let us look at this. And yeah. <laughs> I jumped in the car and we went on to win the first heat in the semi-feature with the car. And uh, my brother kind of looked at us and said, I don't think I'm cut out for this. You guys go ahead. And yeah, after that, our Uncle Kurt uh, used to own the Wago by truck stop north of Green Bay. He put his uh, hands in the pot for a little bit. We had a couple cars through him and you know, it was just Roger Rosick from up that way. Uh, like you said, story after story after story, memory after memory. It, everyone is better than the next. I remember the one my dad coming when I was nine years old. Your first big win was actually, I believe, in 77 at Luxembourg. The car was still in primer. Tell us that story. It was. You know, we, uh, we had wrecked the car somewhere before that. I'm not even sure. So we were back. We went to the junkyard, got some fenders, some quarter panels, put it all together. All we had time to do was primer it, and uh, we, uh, I believe it was a gray duct tape that we stuck the, yep. the number on the side, and we pulled in there. And on the way there, we didn't, we couldn't even make the hill on the east side of town. Bobby Menner come up behind me and uh, pushed me up the hill there on 57. We got to tell our listeners what you had for a hauler though at the time. You well, know, it was the greatest school bus you ever saw. <laughs> But uh, it was painted Schneider orange with chrome side pipes on the side of it. It, wow. was, it was a blast. And we pulled in there and we turned a lot of heads, but for all the wrong reasons. Like I said, who are these guys and where do they think they're going to go with this? And uh, lo and behold, later that night, we were holding a six-foot trophy and collecting a $1,000 check. It was, it was The trophy was so big, you had to lay it down on the bus, right? We did. We did. It was, like I said, night after night, memory after memory. Uh, wouldn't change any of it and would love to relive a lot of them. Uh, your break on the asphalt, Steve Marley, you mentioned earlier, he was a big part of that. It was actually a conversation in a car wash with him, which kind of got the ball rolling free on pavement, right? Yeah, he had his office over on Fisk Street, and uh, he used to wash his Mercedes every Sunday morning by hand, and he'd come in there, and he'd come earlier and earlier and earlier, and we'd have the floor all full of clay and mud because we'd take the car over there and wash it. Uh, Richie Waters helped me on all of that, and uh, he come in one day and he said, what is it going to take to keep you out of this car wash? And that's where I get to give all the credit to Richie. Richie, said, Richie Waters. Richie Waters, yeah. He says, you need to buy us an asphalt car. And uh, Steve said, come in my office Monday morning and we'll talk. And the rest is history. He got us going and we never looked back. After your full-time stint with short track racing, you did have a spell where you ran a NASCAR truck uh, for Kenny Schrader. Knowing you, you're not the most politically correct guy. You said you and NASCAR didn't always get along. Tell us what the NASCAR experience was like, because I've had similar conversations with one Rich Pickle, too. 
Well, you know, you go down here, like you said, you, you got to say the right things, talk the right talk, walk the right walk. And I didn't grow up that way, you know, and I don't want to sound like I know any more or was any better than anybody else. But, you know, you come from up in this part of the country, working on your own stuff and doing things your way, uh, paying for everything pretty much yourself. You didn't, you, you just didn't want somebody telling you how to say what you needed to say. And uh, it lasted one year. I got to thank Kenny for it. We ran two years of ASA for him prior to that and had a great time, but uh, we both at the end of the year, I said, you know, Kenny, I really don't think this is cut out for me. And he uh, he agreed and uh, we parted way and we're still great friends today. Real quickly, we'll talk about Dick Trickle. And when you first went to the asphalt, tell us a story about how welcoming Trickle was in his shop and how he was, he was actually, a lot of people may not know this, Dick Trickle was very uh, willing to lend a hand to newcomers in the sport. He was, you know, he was a lot like Howie Leto. They would rather get you going around the racetrack in a straight line, holding your line, uh, than have you out there and being a squirrel bouncing off the inside wall, outside wall. So uh, we asked him one time, what'll it take for us to come over and just talk a little bit about setups? And, and uh, we put a date together and we bought a 12-pack of Paps and drove over to Wisconsin Rapids. And while Dick and I were drinking the Paps, Richie was in the setup book copying spring rates yeah. and shocks. And uh, and Dick, he'd look over his shoulder wondering how many pages he was going to copy. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> it all it all paid out in the end because not a greater guy, not a greater guy for short track racing. And you're right, he would help everybody that was a newcomer. Um, post racing, uh, you ran a trucking company out of the Milwaukee area, correct? Yep, I had that for 17 years. We were the house truck at A&W Iron and Metal. Uh, Jesse and Lana, just great people up there that took care of us and uh, sold that two years ago now and uh, enjoying the retired life. Well, great. Scott Hansen talking to us here on JoeBertigan.com. We want to thank you and congratulations on your induction here uh, with the Fox River Racing Club and the uh, Ring of Honor. Now that I've taken up your time, go enjoy the show. Thanks, Joe. All right.